0: MX Network Production. This is the Fly Moto Sixty Show on pulpmx.com, taking your calls
1: and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis.
2: Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday, special edition this week. Unadilla coming up this weekend. Uh, traditional race, been on the circuit for a million years. Also traditional, Steve Math is getting screwed on his travel to Unadilla. Also a, a tradition uh, American motocross series that I didn't know about, but I'm, sh- I'm finding out. So, I'm not going to get screwed anymore. I'm not going to drive from Newark three hours and get it to the hotel at some hotel at two in the morning. I'm not going to have to fly to Wilkes Bar and drive. I'm not going to take a bus to Newark. No, no. No more. No more. Uh, I am going to fly on Thursday. Screw you, Unadilla. I'm getting there on time. I'm Steve Mathis. This is the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Uh, Taking your calls, producing the show, behind the scenes. um, My friend, some would say serial killer, the (laughs) Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? What's up? Got somebody who thinks you're a serial killer. He, you has know, a, he has a lot of proof. He's been writing it and documenta- documentation. He might be right, for all I know. I mean, I'd, Maybe I'm just not aware
3: of it yet, but One maybe the, the, the yeah. signs are there. Yeah, no, uh, the
2: possible. sleeping in the truck, he said the sign was there. <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, he, he said it was there. I, yeah, okay. Um, all right, everybody, so we're talking Unadilla, 702-586-7857. Phone lines are open now. All right, we just opened them. 702-586-7857. Call in if you got a question on bench racing, question, a question about Unadilla, a question about uh, really anything. Um, we're going to get to uh, your thoughts on the day. And uh, the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, the gear and helmet choice of Andrew Short, Trey Canard, Weston Pike, Michael Byrne, a whole host of other top-level athletes. Fly Racing, distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports and is available in 40-plus countries worldwide. That is who bringing the uh, Fly Moto 60 show to you. It's also, starting this week, going through the rest of the year, presented to you by 810 Solutions. Uh, the number 810 solutions, the letter, the word 10, solutions.com. Uh, proven performance of Rhino Power and supplements to those individuals looking to take fitness and abilities to the next level. Rhino Power is used by Eli Tomak, Chad Reed, Ken Rocks, and among others. Brat Bar, also available 810solutions.com. And uh, enter the code MATHIS to get free shipping. So uh, thanks to Ten Solutions for presenting the Fly Racing Moto60 show. Uh, appreciate having those on board. Uh, callers, hey, you got the, you got a good call? You got a good question? Guess what we're going to do? I'm going to give you a fly control package today. Fly Racing aero tapered handlebar, a Pilot Two MX grips, easy pull pro lever kit, and a billet kit kill switch. Uh, it's a over $200 value. Sounds you, pretty cool. It is. And you get that just for calling in and, and asking a decent question. That's it. Doesn't take much. Just somebody calling in. Somebody with a good question. The phone lines. We've got a few lines open. 702-586-7857. One of the big things about Unadilla. Oh, and by the way, we're going to have Jason Thomas on here in a little bit to talk Unadilla. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that on the show. If anybody knows about Unadilla and the hotlines around that course, it's uh, it's Jason Thomas. So one of the things I was looking at for this weekend in Unadilla race was the weather because Unadilla is often in the summer, hit and miss, uh, rainstorms come and go, and it's, you know, it's deep in the New York uh, state, and I checked the weather. Thunderstorms all day Friday, and cloudy on Saturday but no rain. But if they're on Friday, as we know, the weather can change. So um, that's something to keep, keep an eye on, see how the weather is, and uh, go forward from there. When we last left the series, we had a week off, remember? X Games, Loretta Linz was going on. When we last left the series, uh, it was Millville, and James Stewart won. That's right. Range yellow. At least once. Um, so, James Stewart won, and Ryan Dungey got second. Or, Ryan Dungey won a moto, but then had a poor first moto. Uh, Trey Kennard and Justin Barcia had good days, and Ryan Villapoto had his, one of his worst days at, on the Nationals. So, um you didn't know,
3: even finish on the podium overall. No,
2: no. We'd have to look and see when the last time that happened. Um it has to have been a while. We should have looked. Tits, you, I, I, fire, I I blame you. You're fired. Yeah, Um. Not bad. Lights class, I remember, from DNFs. A couple DNFs in one moto. Mm-hmm. Um, Bike-related or crash-related. And then we'd come back and get first or second in the other moto, but mm-hmm. maybe it was off the podium then. I don't know. It's a good stat. We, I did think it was funny that he showed
3: up at the you know where at the winter circle where they interview everyone. And he, you know, obviously wasn't on the podium and he was just kind of hanging out waiting. They, they never got him on TV. I don't know if they interviewed him for something else. Maybe that's why he was there. But I did think he's probably just in so in the habit of showing up. That
2: yeah.
3: Well, like, awesome. yeah.
2: sometimes they're like, hey, they do talk to yeah. somebody. Like, you know, Phil Nicoletti got interviewed. Uh, Stuart will get interviewed here and there. You know, yeah. they'll they'll signal, hey, we want to talk to you even though you're not on the podium. Right. So it's kind of a weird deal. Uh, Unadilla, some track changes this weekend, too, also. Um Looks like after you go into gravity cavity, you come out of gravity cavity tits, you know that well you know that track well i do uh, after you make a right out of gravity cavity it looks like you go back alongside of it, dip back into it, go up by the fence where the spectators used to be and make a left over there there The tree turn is gone, the old mechanics area that was there is gone, um, or you don't go, you don't use it anymore it's still there, but you 're looking like you're going in and out of gravity cavity, which is some changes for Unadilla, which is nice because. Truthfully, the place is, is rocky and a little beat down, and they have these beautiful valley fields, and they just need to move the track over a little bit, and they'll have a brand new surface to ride on, or at least better than the rocky normal surface. So I'm looking forward to seeing the new design at Unadilla. I think it'll be cool. Uh, let's take your calls. Let's get right into the calls right away. The lines are, uh, a few lines open, 702-586-7857. Mike, what's happening, man? Thank you for calling the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show
0: hey i am a listener every week now, but uh, hey, it has kind of question, yeah, uh, people keep saying hey the pay isn't as good as it should be, but here's the thing: It seems like the sport the sports evolved. you talk about the time when you were a mechanic? I mean, you're in a box and you're on the top tight top flight teams, and now they have you know the best teams with the best rigs you know a couple of rigs um, I mean, do you think that the the sport is going in the right direction with having support teams like the Ted Parks guy who does the fly truck on the side? And uh maybe some of the different support that some of the privateers are receiving, do you think it's going in the right direction with growth
2: um well, I mean, as usual, I mean Teddy parks and uh gus racing um they do a great job they take God they seems like they take uh combined maybe maybe thirty guys to the races every yeah. week, which is a great which is a great deal, and it's super cool um there'll always be the guys that you know get the results that get the help there'll be teams there um helping, but man he you really got to wonder what would happen if Gus and, and Teddy Parks went away, you know?
0: Oh, mm-hmm. um, well, they're great guys.
2: Yeah, no, they're doing a lot for the sport. And truthfully, like, uh, and maybe this is just the cynic in me, what, what are they getting out of this to do this,
0: you know? It's like it's just satisfying for them just to be there at the races and helping privateers out. That's how Ted seems every time I talk to them.
2: Yeah, no, I, and you know what? That's awesome. Um, but, like, isn't that kind of, like, what are you doing, you know? Which is telling me that um, – um, it's telling me like it's barely, it's probably not really financially successful. And again, they're doing a great job, but like they're they got to be teetering on the edge of coming on and not and going to the races and not, you know. So I don't, I don't see how that's going to be a future for the sport because the riders who get results they don't want to just pit with other riders and they don't want to pit with a table and you know what I mean. I'm not knocking that program, but. The future will be always be for the riders who get good results to um, um, get a better ride than Parks and Gus, Team Gus. But what those guys are doing is remarkable, and, and they, I tip my hat to them.
0: Um, <laughs> for sure. But I don't but know see, if it's the
2: future, but, man, what would we
0: do without those dudes? Exactly. But, like, when you were a mechanic, I mean, everybody was in box vans, right?
2: Yeah, well, no. I, I mean, yeah, I, I started in 96, so semis were already on circuit. You know what I mean? I, I just did box vans with with privateer guys for a few years and there wasn't too many there was you know maybe 10 guys in vans doing the whole circuit um, and now I don't there's no one I don't think that is doing the whole circuit in a van uh, maybe Derek okay. Anderson although he didn't do I don't think he did all the supercrosses you know there, it's just not too many guys anymore
1: excellent
0: well I appreciate you taking my questions
2: Steve yeah no worries Mike thank you for listening appreciate it thank you all take right. care Fly Racing Moto 60 show he's right the 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 vans have uh, come and gone, you know? So um, and most everybody's in a semi now. Who's good at Unadilla? Well, somebody who's not good is James Stewart. Yeah. He's had some nightmares at Unadilla. He doesn't like the place, much like Ricky Carmichael before. Uh, does not like the track. So I don't know if he can back up his Millville win. Uh, obviously, Ryan Villopoto, um, last time he raced there, I think he went 1-1. He crushed everybody. Um, Ryan Dungy obviously goes fast there. So I look for those two guys to be up front. Barsha, Canard, maybe they're turning their season around. You know? I'm not sure if... Um, if um, I'm not sure if uh, the Trey... Trey loves Millville. And he'd been sort of up and down all season long. We got to Millville. Qualified great. And rode great. I don't know if it was a, it was a combination of him liking the track, though. I know he just loves Millville. He's ridden it a lot, and... So was it just a Millville thing, or was it Trey Canard back? What, what's the answer? I guess we'll see. I think it's a lot of things. RV didn't have a great day
3: either, so that helped. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he the was way... He well in general,
2: but as far okay. as getting, almost getting the overall... Well, you definitely have to think about, like, uh, in his second moto, Dungey won, and he, he didn't win by the biggest of margins, but he had a nice, comfy margin. And you know Ryan Villapoto can go as fast as Ryan Dungey, if not faster, so... You'd have to think if he didn't have uh, his number one game, his, his 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 game on him, then he would be. Villapoto would be there, a little bit of a gap to Dungey and a little bit of a gap to Stewart and Trey. So there's something to that, something to do, something uh, on that about um about the the uh, the Ryan Villapoto having a bad day. So maybe uh, 250 class definitely uh, Ken Rockson Eli Tomac, those two guys are are really coming on. Um, from everybody, they're they're separating themselves as as one A and one B. And now that Roxon's crashed, man, I don't know, I don't know, if, I don't. see I mean, obviously, the Geico. The only thing that could happen, I think, is uh, I'm mechanical. I think Eli's too strong. Is it too much to hope for that
3: um, Geico puts that whole shot motor of uh, oh yeah. Wills in into Eli's well, bike uh, and then it yeah. blows
2: up and we got a race again? I would suggest that. There's no doubt. I would definitely suggest that if I was Geico Honda. God, some people. Um, <laughs> you know, they did have some mechanicals with Will at Southwick. They had a mechanical with Bogle. I mean, but that's sand. Other than that, they haven't had any mechanicals. But if you're KTM, I think you're maybe really hoping for something like that to happen. Because right now, even if Eli doesn't get the start, he's, they've just, it's a long season where or most of the way through it, the grind is caught up to these guys. And, and you're really seeing Tomac and Roxon rise above right now and, and just be stronger guys than, than they were in the beginning of the year. And Jason Anderson's caught up to Blake Baggett a little bit in that group, and, if you know, Jeremy Martin's hot and cold. So it's tough to see Tomac, you know, getting outside the top three, and and, and in that case, there's not enough points there for for Kenny to make up. But uh, back to the phones. Alex wants to talk about Derek Anderson. Alex, what's up? Thanks for calling the Fly Racing Moto 60 show.
0: I appreciate that, Steve. Hey, I have a quick question. I know uh, you're talking about the box band. Mm -hmm. deal and everything with Derek, and you know he seems like a pretty good ambassador for the sport you know he's doing the uh, man versus moto what are your thoughts for him for next year i mean as far as you know
1: he's he's getting in the top 20s every so often
0: yeah but
1: you know i mean he's a good spokesperson for would be a good spokesperson for a team uh what do you think maybe
0: next year and years to come here for better results if if you were to get on a a he he
2: seems like a good dude um, seems like a good guy and I met his dad at the last race and he was a really nice guy but I mean he's not having as good of a year as he did last year or the year before he, mm-hmm. he can't ride supercross that well you know he rode the lights class and he was okay in it but he wasn't anything great um, but you know yeah he does have charisma he does have that video he's very popular he's a great guy but man when Weston Pike's having trouble getting a ride and, and guys like that like you know no offense to Derek but Weston's got him covered on a, on a yeah. dirt bike track, so like, what's you know what's Derek going to do? The best thing he can do is what he's doing, which is find some great sponsors. Which he's got Motorsport, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he's got Tucker Rocky on his side, and, or no, he wears one, one, one industries. He's got one no, in MSR now. Oh yeah, that's it. Okay, he so has, I was right. right. MSR. Yeah, so he's got Tucker Rocky MSR on his side, and the best thing to do is like say, hey, much like Nick Way. Let's face it, Nick's a good buddy of mine. He makes good money. Be not always on his results at this point. He's just a good ambassador, a good guy, and he has a name, and that's what Derek Anderson should focus on and, and try to stick with the sponsors that get him to where he's got now and build his program, build Derek Anderson Racing up because, truthfully, I don't see a team picking him up just because of the lack of Supercross results. Oh,
1: yeah. I hear yeah. you. Yeah.
2: Right on, guys. I appreciate the time. Oh, yeah. No problem. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. Take it easy, bud. All right. Uh, Morgan. Morgan, what's happening, man?
1: Not much. How are you guys doing?
2: Good. Hey, thanks for listening.
0: Yeah, um, got a question. Now that uh, Loretta's is over, uh, who should we be expecting to make kind of their pro debuts? And is anybody in that group going to be able to mix it up at front at all? Or what do you think?
2: Well, as we've seen in the past, whoever makes their pro debuts on on the big teams at Loretta from Loretta is 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 somebody that can you know definitely run up front. Uh, although you know front being four, five, six, seven, which to me is up front. You know, I don't know if there's anybody yeah. on a podium. But I do have that question to talk to Jason Thomas about um, coming up, too. But Matt Bishaglia, uh, he won the Horizon Award, won two classes at Loretta's. He's, he's going to ride for Geico Honda. So he's already locked in, and he's going to have a Geico ride for the rest of this year and next year and probably more than that. And Shane McElrath, um, who almost turned pro at Hangtown this year, he a little off Bishaglia's pace. Bishalia? Bishaglia? I I don't know if there's a G in there. I always say there's a G in there. I screwed up. Um, Shane McElrath will be on the Troy Lee Designs team, so he will make his pro debut in the 250 class. So that's a couple of names to watch.
0: How'd those guys do in the mud, like, in the middle of the week there? I mean, well, you know.
2: Well, yeah. Exactly? Um, no, they, they all did great. There was the two motos. Two out of your three motos from for, for most classes at Loretta's, from what I understand, two out of your three motos were pretty muddy. There was one dry one. Um... And one perfect, you know, one perfect, one one dry one. And from what I understand, yeah, those guys handled everything, no problem, wet or dry. They were pretty good. So um, interesting. There's a podcast on Racer X today that Jason Wygant was there all week announcing, and you know he loves Lorettos and he loves amateurs. And we did a podcast on Racer X that came out today that we talk about all these about these kids, and I get his opinion on what he saw at the ranch and what he thought. So. Yeah, well, uh, but I mean, you got you got to figure Michelleia will be a f- will be a five to ten place guy,
0: you know. Yeah. So, well, you're talking about a forecast for rain the next day or so. Will that be a factor come Saturday, or are they going to pretty well like seal off the track? And
2: no, yeah, yeah, track, Let that
0: kind of run off. And, the track
2: will be sealed up. If there's one track that can handle a lot of rain, it's Unadilla. So if it just rains on Friday, mm-hmm. it'll be sloppy on Saturday morning, but it'll turn out to be mint.
1: Okay. But so basically, not a mud race if it stops no. raining
2: Friday. Yeah, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll, that that place can take a lot of mud. So, mm-hmm. so okay. yeah. All right, no Morgan, deal. thank you, man. Yep. Thanks. All right, thanks. Uh, you're racing the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by 810 Solutions. Coming up with uh, Jason Thomas coming up on the line. Uh, he's going to talk about Unadilla. And uh, first, we're going to get to some more phone calls. Kyle, what's happening?
0: Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for listening. Yeah, uh, so if it does, I know you just talked about the mud and how Unadilla can take a lot of rain, but if it turns out to be a, a bit of a mud race, who has better control, Ryan Dungey or Villapoto?
2: Good question. Um, riding style, I would think Ryan Dungey. You know, Villapoto rides with the rear of the bike. He's a throttle junkie. He really revs the crap, grabs a handful of throttle. You wouldn't think he'd be good in the mud or as good as Ryan Dungy, Ryan's a little more um, you know, in control and, and rides a little more of a, right. a, a good pace. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. I would think Dungey, But, man, like the days of, you know, we used to go to Southwick and there'd be like the, the, the NESC guys that would just dominate or, or, you know, ride very well. And there'd be a lot of California guys who couldn't ride sand. And then there'd be a mutter, and you'd see Dowd and Henry win races or, or – you know, you see certain mud racer guys do great. I remember Henry winning Dallas Supercross out of nowhere. And you just don't see that anymore. Like, you, the same guys win in the sand, same guys win in the mud, you know, same guys win in the tra- tracks prepped. You know, only – there's nobody that's an outdoor specialist or an indoor specialist anymore. Michael Lessie might be the closest <laughs> thing we have to a guy that's, you know, drastically better in one, right. <laughs> in one thing. But, yeah, I mean, you got a good question, uh, but I just – I still, I could still see RV beating Dungey in the mud.
0: Right. So, do you see like other riders like like Reed? So he's pretty good in the mud. Does he have a better weekend possibly? You
2: think he's good in the mud?
0: Oh, I mean, I think so. Like in the there's several Supercross races over the past recent years where the mudders and he kind of dominated. Yeah. I felt like Daytona.
2: Yeah, I know you got a point. Daytona, he, he did well in that one. For his bike blew up, of course, on the two turns ago. Yeah. Um, no, you got a point. Uh, Wyndham was good in the mud too. Wyndham was always really good. So.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, you got a point. Maybe, hopefully. I know nobody, nobody like our our next guest, Jason Thomas, would love to see Chad Reed turn it around.
0: <sighs> Me too. <laughs>
2: All right, thanks, Kyle. Yep. Thank you. Uh, fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by A10 Solutions welcomes our first guest, hard at work at Western Power Sports, sell, 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 the latest 2014 Fly Racing gear, Jason Thomas. So, did you hear what I was talking about?
0: You, uh, a little bit of it.
2: You don't ever see like back in your day, and that's a long time ago. Um, uh, yeah, years ago. Uh, you don't De- ever decades even. Yeah, decades even. You know, you used to see like you'd go to Southwick, and there'd be the NES, NESC guys. You know, two or three of them in the top ten. You'd have a mm-hmm. mutter. You'd see Dowd, Henry, um, some mud guys come through. I, I, I think Mickey Kessler was a guy who always did good in the mud, but. You would see, um, and then you would see guys that would kill it outdoors, Lampson, maybe not do as good indoors. There's none of that anymore. Like guys Um, are just, they're all fast everywhere. It doesn't seem to matter. Like who's weak? Like who's weak? You know, Michael Lessie is one drastic example, but other than that.
0: Yeah. I think it just is a testament to how much the bar has been raised, you know, across the, across the bar sport wide, really. Um, there's so many good guys and it's so deep now, no matter what Willman thinks that you really can't have any weaknesses. You can't be just terrible in, indoors or outdoors because you won't get a ride. You just, you know, there, there's not enough room there uh, to have a huge weakness. So um, as the, there's, you know, a lot more rides than there was back in the days of, when the, the Southwick locals would come out and, and run top five or whatever, yeah. there's just so many rides now, and so much so many guys can do the whole series that um, you just I think it's kind of weeded that out, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you'd agree with me?
0: Just oh to, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I think the <clears throat> just the sport has grown, and the national uh, the riders have just become national caliber, and they're all doing the whole series. So uh, it, it's kind of. Done away with the, uh, yeah. you know, the, the grassroots riders being able to come in and do really well. But I think as a professionalism side of the sport, I think it's, it's been a positive overall.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. You just, you always like to see those upsets and stuff throughout time. Um, uh, by the way, uh, Jerry Robin, one of the big stories from the Rattling's, wearing fly racing gear. So that's kind of yeah. cool.
0: that no, um, was awesome. I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of. TV of time. Where you're...
2: You got a lot of TV time. You got a lot of TV time.
0: Well, yeah, one of the things where going into the season, when you do, you're doing all your budgets and stuff, you don't. <laughs> that wasn't a planned deal, obviously. Right. But, right. Um, you know, the opportunity arose, and we were happy to help him. And, uh, you know, getting exposure is never a bad thing for us. So uh, it was, it was
1: right. cool.
2: All right. Okay, so let's talk Unadilla. Hey, uh, we're still going to give away that Fly Racing control package. Bars, grips, uh, easy pull, lever kit, and a uh, kill switch, courtesy of Fly Racing. We're just going to pick a random caller, somebody that we think – Asked a good question. It's not like you. The other guys, the earlier guys, didn't ask a good question. They were good. Are you going to
0: do the first guy like you normally do? Like the first guy that calls in? Oh yeah, you win. And then uh, we've
2: already had a few callers. No, yeah, we've had okay. yeah, we six or, six or seven callers. Some on hold right now. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We just JT. Maybe if one question strikes you as being, you know, really intelligent, it
0: strikes me. I'm pressing charges. Yeah, okay, I'll tell you that right, right now. Right. Um,
2: strikes you as a, a, good, they, a good question. Did they elbow
0: me in the face with their question?
2: Right, right. If someone elbows you in the face with a question, that really, you know, really smacks you up. Uh, yeah. Choose them. So. Okay. Um, 702-586-7857, Fly Racing Moto60 Show. Can you tell me, JT, you know this weekend, can you tell me some of the best cheater lines around the track? You were officially, for the record book, you were fined for cutting the track a few years back.
0: I was, and, and we should really grab the tape of Weimer because uh, basically anything that he did is, you know, you can just put me down for that.
2: <laughs> right. For, for people who are new, uh, Jason Thomas got fined $100? Yep. $100 for track cutting at Unadilla, uh, running over the uh, a Cherubis, Acrobis, stakes, And um, Acrobis. he said, I, I wasn't doing it. I didn't do it. Um, and they said, we have proof. And he said, well, show me. And they sent him a photo of Jake Weimer and said, this is what you were doing. <laughs> Still, probably in my top 10 of stories ever, I think. Just, just epic. epic, epically, yes. epically good.
0: Smoking gun. Yeah. <laughs> I re- really wish it's opening and shut case.
2: Yeah, well, for sure. Jake Weimer did it, and uh, yeah, you did it too. So to give us your hurt. Yeah,
0: you see this picture? That's what you did.
2: <laughs> awesome. Um, all right, so hey, Unadilla, did you see the track
1: change? Uh, no, I,
2: I haven't yet, no. Okay, it comes out of Gravity Cavity. Okay. Hooks a right, all the way back. Um. And goes right back down into gravity cavity, oh, al- nice. alongside of it, and goes up by the fence there where the spectators are. Oh, cool! And then makes a left turn somewhere over there, and 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 goes back
0: to you know. Ready so, to- so they got rid of that real tight tree turn.
2: Yeah, yeah, they got rid of the tree turn, bro. Where all the okay, mechanics used cool. to stand back in the day.
0: Well, and I you know I'm not a huge fan of Unadilla. You, know, you know I think it looks I think it looked great 25 years ago, 30 years ago. But right. um, I'm not a huge fan of the the current uh you know basically state of unit date of unidale and uh so maybe it'll be better you know okay. i know they were trying to bring in topsoil last year and the rain kind of ruined that and it's the forecast is for rain a lot this week but um yeah, rain i think a- they're they're trying to do the right thing
2: rain so, all week supposed to be good on saturday but you never know you know so
0: which which was the same thing as last year correct
2: yeah and what did it do last year
0: yeah, it was really ruddy, and that's, you know, yeah. it wasn't muddy, but it was real, like, I've never seen ruts that long, yeah. like, literally um, two or 300-yard ruts.
2: Unadilla, you know, famous for Ricky Carmichael not liking it, James Stewart doesn't like it, and obviously by the sounds of it, Jason Thomas doesn't like it. Can you tell people why some riders wouldn't like Unadilla? Like, what's what's the issue with Unadilla? I mean, it's, it's a famed historic track, and certainly uh, back in the day, everyone loved it, and it's just, can you explain a little bit why you, you guys and you and some other guys don't like it?
0: Well, it's really just uh, basically all the, all the topsoil is gone, all the dirt that made uh, Unadilla famous. Um, you know, the Unadilla loam is what you used to hear about all the time. And mm-hmm. you can even watch old videos and look at old pictures and you see it. It's just uh, it looks really tacky and there's traction and huge berms and bumps everywhere and... Uh, Unfortunately, that dirt is just, I think it's just been carried out by muddy bikes and uh, kind of blown off. Mm-hmm. And now really all that's left is this rock hard base. And, uh, you know, it used to start out of grass, and that would help a little bit, but now it's just, uh, honestly, there's not much to it. Within By the end of the first practice, we're down to the base, and it's it's really hard pack and slippery. And honestly, there's a lot of rocks in it. Yeah. And uh, with the bikes, there's so much torque, and, and the bikes are putting out so much horsepower that, really feels like you're getting shot by a shotgun if you're right behind the 450. Yeah. So um, it's kind of just all the great things that all the riders loved about Unadilla are kind of gone now. And, mm-hmm. and we're, what we're left with is not really, you know, we're left with this historic racetrack, but it's completely different than than what made it, you know, legend. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah so what's the worst thing, the rocks or the slipperiness of the surface? Or, like, what's the number one <clears throat> thing? That, if, if, if you could wave a magic wand and change something in Unadilla, what? Well, what would you
0: do? Yeah, if I was gonna only change one I would take the rocks away because that's actually kind of a safety hazard. I mean right. I've I've seen guys get their head, you know, eyes split open and yeah. you know, basically have to go to the hospital because of the rocks there. So yep. uh the traction thing is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's you know, that's part of racing and you see guys that are better at it than others. Uh but the rocks, man, that's the bikes have so much power now and they're putting so much uh basically their their tires are, yeah. you know, putting so much power to the ground that, it, man, you can really injure someone just, uh, you know, catching a rock the wrong way. So A uh,
2: couple of uh, – oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, that, yeah. and I know they've worked on trying to, re, re, you know, remove a lot of the rocks out of there, and I think they have for the most part, but it's still – it's really just in the soil. The, yeah. the soil is just rocky. So uh, you can get all the boulders out of it, but it's still just a roost, man. It, instead of getting roosted by dirt, you're getting roosted by rocks within the dirt, and, and uh, man, I, I wish they would go around and, and video the riders on Sunday after a national, at you know, because you would just see welts <laughs> and bruises and, you know, guys look like they've been uh, right. hit by a shotgun.
2: We have these things called chest protectors. Some of you riders. Well, it's so. not its
0: not only that. It's arms and everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, it's, you know, chest check doesn't cover everything.
2: No, true. Well, those old Hallman ones were pretty good um, that, <laughs> that had... Uh, that had, you know, the elbow guards and everything. Remember those things?
0: Yeah, and, well, you know how you know how gear is now. Everything's so minimalist yeah, that yeah. there's not a ton of stuff like that out there. So right. uh, even if you try to go on the you know, everyone's going to be wearing something. Yeah. Uh, but still, you're, uh, there's a big percentage of your body that's just unprotected. So A
2: um, couple of historic um, track obstacles at Unadilla, Gravity Cavity and Screw You. Um, what, talk about those. Um, screw You, if you've ever gone over there, uh, and hopefully not been screwed. Or, well, maybe, I don't know. But, it's man, it's steeper than it looks on TV. Like, it is straight down and straight up.
0: Uh, yeah, I think, uh, really, with any of these racetracks, if you've never been to them, TV really doesn't do them justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the screw you. It literally is kind of straight up and straight down. Um, so, like you said, there's a ton of historic, um, really, traditionalist legendary obstacles at Unadilla that that make it cool yeah. uh it's just unfortunate that some of the you know the yeah. great dirt and all these things are aren't really uh aren't really there anymore so
2: are you at screw you are you um you your second gear are you that low coming up it
0: coming out coming um in? yeah it really depends up. on uh it would be second gear most of the time coming up the hill right at times I've messed up and had to shift down to first gear um, <laughs>
2: right, when you don't have your momentum from the corner
0: yeah, and the, one of the toughest things about it is uh as the day wears on, the sun kind of uh gets, there gets a glare over the hill, oh yeah, okay. and at times, man, you really can't even see what you're you're just climbing and you kind of are <laughs> on kind of high alert because you can't really see what you're doing, so
2: you're hoping someone isn't crashed on the other side of the, of the top of the hill.
0: <laughs> well, you just can't see the rut, the rut. honestly. there's right. It's really rutted, and, and there's usually a kicker um, yeah. at the top, so you kind of have no idea what you're about to hit. It gets a little scary. But...
2: Uh, gravity cavity, I saw a photo the other day um, from back in the day, and Doug Henry is probably, Emig's on the ground underneath him. Henry doesn't even look like he's reached his apex yet, coming out of, of gravity cavity. Like, it's really all about sort of how big your balls are. Maybe. Well, there's
0: usually I mean, a kicker at the top. Yeah. And ideally you see this move where kind of how James um, invented the scrub is yeah, you, hit it. you want to leave yeah, you want to leave the ground before you get to the top. So uh, it doesn't always work out and you you can see the difference. I mean it's a massive difference in oh, yeah. speed and height when they do it right. So
2: um,
0: uh, it's a cool I mean it's a cool technique and in, in something to kind of the race within the race, a little stuff like that.
2: Right, right, yeah. You hit it, pre jump it coast over the lip, and get on the ground. Um, but then again, you can just pin it.
0: Well, yeah, and, and it's always sketchy there because guys are doing different things. Like I said, you can't mm-hmm. always see where you're going. Um, <laughs> that was, that was the, the place where Doug Henry landed on Tortelli uh, well, years ago. That's right.
2: That's right. And yep. ruined
0: ruin Tortelli's uh, title chances. Yeah. Uh, just to get that, I mean, it's just uh, it's a tough section, and guys are – you know, always trying to make passes where they can, and that's a great place to do it. And, unfortunately, incidents kind of seem to happen in areas like that.
2: So you're telling me Henry just grabbed too much throttle and took someone out, huh. okay.
0: <laughs> Well, I, right. I think uh, many of us know your feelings on Doug Henry. Um, <laughs> he's a good guy. But,
2: he's a nice guy.
0: Well, I don't think there's any arguing that. Yeah. But I yeah. think you, you felt that he took chances many times that weren't necessary. I, I, felt,
2: I felt like he – yes, I felt like he was very – Spastic on the racetrack, yes. Um, anyways, okay. Uh, moving on. Um, so now moving on to the races. Um, man, who's who's obviously Dungey, Villapoto, Tomac, Roxon, but who else is good at Unadilla? Like I'm thinking, Muscan was. I seem to, you know, he's done Euro. Well, no, he's done well. It, that was
0: his only overall win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For this year, so uh-huh. obviously you'd want to think he's he to have a good weekend, especially if it. You know, it's. Building like this, the the track will be similar to last year. It's kind yeah. of lining up for that. Um, do you think he'd be good? I'm kind of looking to see how Burner does there. Uh, he's he loves that place, um, and obviously he it went tragically bad last year. Uh. I mean, it was looking like it was going to be his you know career defining moment. Um, so I'm I'm looking to see if that. If he kind of uses that positive, or if it kind of haunts him, you know, all day. So you, so um, like,
2: like obviously last year he was so f- close to winning the moto, and, and it was a great ride. But you're telling us uh, on the Fly Racing Moto 60 here, show here that uh, Burner like is
0: really good at Unadilla. Yes, I mean obviously yes, we saw I, that, but it's, it's not a favorite track. It's one of them.
2: Right, right. Well, certainly anybody who needs a, a turnaround in his year is Michael Byrne. Tough coming back from the leg surgery.
0: Well, yeah, and it's that's that's kind of what I was getting at is I don't know if it's going to be a good or a bad thing. You know, I know that that incident is kind of haunted him for a whole year. He's just not even close to where he was at last year. Yeah. Uh, so, is he going to be able to use that? You know, being his favorite track, or is he just going to be stressed out about how it went last year?
2: Do so. you do you see the amateur kids, McElrath, Bisaglia? Is it? Bish- is there a G in there? Boschelia.
0: There is a G, but I don't think it's pronounced. It's not
2: pronounced. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how how are these guys going to do? I mean, I, I we talked about it earlier. You got to think, Boschelia, Baglaglia, uh, whatever. He's going to be a five to ten place guy, automatically.
0: I don't think so. Oh but, whoa, whoa. Um, wow! Wow! Yeah, hate it. and I haven't I haven't watched him ride in person, but just just kind of following where these guys have all been. Um, and I could be completely off. I just yeah. I see I don't see either one of them getting in the top 10 overall.
2: that's a bold, uh, just, that's a bullseye barbecue bold statement.
0: I don't know what that means, but it sounds great. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just say it's a bold statement.
0: Um, yeah, no I, yeah. And that's fine. I could be way off, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's just my prediction.
2: right, right um, in the spirit of not waffling? Yeah, absolutely no, yeah, exactly. we can't can't accuse you of waffling, and then when you have a statement uh, tell you that you're an idiot and you're wrong.
0: Right, <laughs> you um, can. They're, yeah, they're not yeah. that cool.
2: How's uh, so? You don't look for anything different than a rocks and Tomac two one one two deal. Like, obviously, it uh, didn't happen. But maybe Muskan can get in there because of the track. He went two two for his overall at the one time. So you know, he, we know he's good there. Baggett, I just if you think if you think you got a bad wrist or whatever, Unadilla's probably not your place. Osborne GP track ish.
0: Uh yeah, I, I I really don't think uh anyone will get in there other than Muskan, possibly. Right. I think I think Baget has a shot at it uh just because he's been so sporadic mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Um but I really look for Muskan to come in with some confidence and uh maybe get in there and try to try to steal one of the top 2 spots away.
2: I was looking at some stats um a while back and and obviously Dean Wilson got injured um but Blake Baggett's title defense. Most guys win the title and they're out of the class. But if you look at the last uh, ah, 15 years of 250 class slash 125 class title defenses, Blake Baggett's having one of the worst ones. Um, is it Alden Baker? He left that. Is, is it wrist? Um, and I, you know, and I'm I'm siding with the wrist. Paul Barabinos, his mechanic, he says it's the wrist. But how do you you know come out at Hangtown and you're so strong at Hangtown? when you should be theoretically the weakest, and then you... I don't know what's going on, but in your mind, what is happening with Blake Baggett's title defense? Because he's out of this thing, by the way.
0: In case you want to... Uh, yeah. I think you hit on both points. Um, I think the risk was a huge obstacle. Um, I, I, you know, just like everybody else, whenever he hurt, he was hurt in Supercross. They weren't letting on how bad it was. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was kind of hearing through the grapevine that it, you know, wasn't good. and He wasn't riding at all. And... um so I kind of expected uh, what's going on a little bit earlier in the season. That the, the Hangtown thing kind of threw me off, mm-hmm. um, but I, I do think that the Alden Baker thing plays a role. And every time I bring it up to uh, people that might know more than me, they kind of shut me down on it. But it's you know I, it's still my opinion. I really think yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that Alden has this, has it figured out over there, and his track record speaks to the same. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so. You know, I think it's real easy once you get away from someone is you know, if yeah. Think you're I'm doing all the same things we were before it should work. Well, not all you know what I mean? You don't have the the expertise and all the uh the basically the guy watching over your program that's won all these titles either. So
2: Right.
0: Um and that's person just my personal opinion. I think he could benefit from right. that, but it's easy um, to say that from the outside.
2: Let's take some calls here. Adam, what's going on, man?
0: Hey, how's it going? Um you hear me? Yeah, yeah,
2: sorry, but yeah, okay. what's your question?
0: No, that's fine. I had a question. Um, you know, you talked a lot about the, the depth that they that they dug at Millville and, and uh, how that affected the racetrack and I was there and it was just, you know, incredible racing and, and what can they can they do something with the depth that they dig it maybe a unadillo to try to make it a little bit better course, or how, how much can really uh, just the, the track prep do to make that thing better maybe?
2: I've always thought Adam like why don't you just just do a revamp? Throw some sod down, uh, and just m- reroute that track ten feet over, twenty feet over each way, and clear some trees and make a new Unadilla track. You know, um, you-, you keep screwing, you keep your- gravity cavity and all that. But why don't you just do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you can dig any deeper, JT. I mean, I don't think that'll work.
0: No, I think they're at the base. Right. Now, once you get down to the rock hard, uh, you're done. Yeah, you know, that's all there is to it. You're down into the bedrock. Right, but the only yeah, other top soil should be there. Like you said, if they just move it a little bit, why? Why wouldn't they do that? If people complain about going there and getting yeah. hit with rocks, I guess uh. I don't see why. Why don't they make that change?
2: Yeah, JT, why don't they?
0: Just move the track over some? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't really have the answer to that. <laughs> but I really, really think that they were onto something last year with the dirt. Uh, I hadn't seen that thick of dirt there in a long time. I just think the rain kind of ruined it. So.
2: So they're trying. Uh, They're trying. Yeah, really,
0: to me, before, it was just recognizing the problem. They didn't seem to want to do anything about it. They thought it was fine and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. So I really think that they're on the right track to making it better. It's just going to have to kind of be, you know, the weather's going to have to cooperate a little bit.
2: I like Adam's question. Adam, you want to win the uh, fly control package? Tapered handlebar, pilot two grips, an easy pull pro lever kit, and a billet kill switch.
0: Great. Great, thank you.
2: Thanks to Fly Racing for that, and thanks for listening, to Adam. Stay on hold. Uh, my producer will get back to you. All right, thanks. All right, see ya. Um, Next up, Sean. Sean, what's up, man?
1: Hey, Steve. What's up, Jason? What's up, man?
0: Um, question. Two questions. Yeah. Has anybody provided you guys a Biker Sherlock Big Air Photoshop picture? No. No, but that
2: would be interesting to see. You know, Biker be great. Biker was a famed, famed Big Air athlete. For
0: years, that's of course everybody knows that.
2: Everybody knows that.
0: Maybe a uh, biker Sherlock, gravity cavity, yeah, uh, Photoshop that he could too. Yeah. Anyway, Canard, um, how do you think he's going to do? Do you think he's going to back up his ride from Millville this weekend?
2: A good question, Sean. That was one of my questions for JT. Is Kinnard, was Canard's resurgence at Millville, JT? Was it track related, or is this now Trey Canard's spot?
0: Um. I don't think it's too far off. I don't think he's going to tie for the overall or you know lose the overall by one point again. No, I right. don't. Uh, but I mean, he's he's a he's a top five guy all day. Yeah. Um, but I do think that Millville is a very strong track for him, and that was uh, you know maybe gave him that extra little bump that got him to the front. So uh, we'll see. You know, as a as obviously as a fly rider, I want to see him up there, um, but. You know, when I really have to come down to it and and really analyze it, I think that he'll be probably in that three to four range again, uh, but maybe not the one to two. There you go, Sean. All right, sounds good, guys. Thanks, Thanks.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I'm interested to see if he can take this momentum going off week two, you know. Is there such a thing as momentum, though? You know, like uh, every race is separate. Every race is a different deal.
0: So I'm sure yeah, and, and especially the, the Millville was such a an odd weekend with Dungy and Bill Poto. I mean, just like everything that could go wrong did for both of them. Yeah, yeah. So I just really think, you know, all things being considered, that was kind of the exception, not the rule. Right. So I think we'll go back to what we've been seeing all year.
2: Right. All right. Hey, Jason Thomas, thank you for coming on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Uh, David Villeman coming up next. Uh, we'll argue about the deep field with him. Um, talking about Unadilla. So um, thanks very much. I appreciate it, and, uh, yeah, we will see you this weekend. All right, see you guys. See you. All right, everybody, that's Jason Thomas, um, the great Jason Thomas. Let's not forget about the awesome track cutting that, you know, he did back then. Um, hey, thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Fly Racing, uh, it's exciting new gear time of, that, of the year. Um, that's right, 2014. It's out. Fly Racing's has released its 2014 line of gear. Uh, once again, they continue to elevate racewear technology, fit and finish with revolutionary designs. Exclusive technology such as this 2D buckle system, zipper lock system, and the introduction of magnetic technology represent a new level of innovation in performance racewear. Fly Racing 2014, available now in dealers. Uh, A10 Solutions presented by... This show is presented by A10 Solutions, your one-stop source for the finest athlete performance products. They offer rhino power... Some of the guys that use Rhino Power, Eli Tomac, Chattery, Ken Rockson, as well as Brat Bars, uh, 810 Solutions, the number 8, 10 Solutions, one-stop source for everything you need to, to, to keep your body running as good as your bike. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Uh, coming up next, um, a guy that I'm uh, not even sure how he's done at Unadilla, but we will have to ask him, uh, multi-time AMA Supercross winner, national winner, David LeCobra Villaman. Hey, what's up, DV? Hey, how are you doing? How have you done at Unadilla in the past? What's been your results there? I, I cannot remember any great races from you, but I cannot remember any bad races uh, either.
1: Um, I always did okay. Like, I, I don't think I have a podium over there. Yeah. So what and you mean? I, yeah. I don't think so, but I just always did okay. I always liked the track. And yeah. It's like at the end of my career, I always did uh, actually better there than at the beginning. Oh, Okay,
2: so so you like the track. Um, what is it about it? What's difficult about the track?
1: Um, it's tough because it's um, you know it, in the past now they changed it a lot, but mm-hmm. um, the, the track is always turning. You know, like it's it's never like a straight straightaway and then a, a one eighty and a straightaway again and and a ninety degree corner. But the track, if you look at it, it's it's a the curve, you know, like mm-hmm. all over the way to track. Yeah. And you have to keep the momentum and, and um, you have to have a good line. And if you start, like, trying to to stop and go and make small turns, like in a big turn, mm-hmm. okay, then you're going to lose a lot of time. And, like, m- momentum there is is social.
2: So wh- how come your fellow Frenchman, Marvin Muscan, why is he so good there? Technical? Just throttle control?
1: yeah so control because it you know it's getting slicker every year mm-hmm. and um i guess it's it's actually you know the last couple of years w watching know race there, but um watching on t v and I was there in two thousand and eleven um it seems like they did a good job with the with the tribe they bring dirt and uh they do like drums and last year, if I remember it seems like the track was pretty pretty loamy compared to the year before. Yeah, they, dr- they
2: they dropped some topsoil on it, according to Jason Thomas. And some of the rain ruined that, but uh, it was on there. so. Um.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Marvin is good because uh, um, it is smooth and up uh, thorough control. If you're really aggressive on that track, when it's slick, uh, um, you kind of have to... You have lines like road racing kind of yeah, yeah. over there yep. compared to something and and it's really difficult because if you have bad lines in over there, it's not really there's not ruts really everywhere, you no know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like pretty flat and you can go wherever you want and and but if you mess up like one turn um if you get off like get out of the turn too wide, per say, and then yep. the next turn is screwed because you're in, in too tight. And then that's going to mess you up for, like, you know, three, four turns. So you have to anticipate, anticipate uh, the riding and your lines, just to think ahead of what's coming next. Yeah, Now, if, right. if you think about turn by turn, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the, the
2: yeah, right, right, good point. Um, okay, so last time we raced, uh, we had a week off. We saw Trey Canard come within one point of the win from James Stewart. Stewart won his first race. Canard was great. Barsha led both motos. Um, do we, but do we have any reason to think that either any of those three guys will have anything for the Ryan's this weekend?
1: Um, yeah, it's tough, you know, because those two guys um, they kind of they had a. So many problems, you know, last race, both yeah. of them. Yeah. That's, that's kind of why the other guys shine more, you know. Uh, so there's a problem with the chain, and then there's a problem, with, like, obviously, it'll put a crashed and, and started really bad and whatever. Yeah. So it, it, it's going to get, seriously, it's going to get, uh, for the other guys, um, the Ryans have to mess up sometime, you know, like, a buy for right, right. or a crash because they're so much better and so not so much better like they better rider, but they they're better prepared i think you know that the right. they, the old package is is better they go obviously they the fastest you know yeah, yeah. yeah. on on a, on the thirty five mini model and they're more fit than every, anybody else yeah. Um, I think the bikes are, you know, obviously good. And from what I've, I've seen, maybe the two best bikes out there. But, you know, I think Ryan's setup is better. Vitopoto's uh, setup is better. I think Denji is kind of struggling with his uh, suspension still, I think. I'm, I'm not you know, I'm not at the track, but yeah, when yeah. I see on TV, I see yeah. his bike is not quite there yet. And, you know, they've said on TV, and, and he said on TV that, they changed, like, setup, up you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot, like, between models and stuff, which is not really good. It's better to... What about last year, like, at MDK in 2007? Um, I was doing all right, you know, like, doing top five, top sixes yeah. in models, outdoors. Yep. And, um, you know what? After any we got a set-up with Rob at RG3. I was working with him, and he's working with Benji now. I right. I teach him. Um, and I tested a few times with him before the first race, and then I never touched the suspension for all the way until the end. And huh. Until I got hurt in Millville, and I, I used to crash at the start. Yeah, for, 40 guys so,
2: actually ran over you. All 40. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 40, 40 plus uh, maybe the mule from john Ayers. You know, kind of, <laughs> well, thirty
2: thirty nine guys because you're in the race, so thirty nine <laughs> guys and john Ayers' mule ran over you
1: right yeah, yeah. pretty much that was yeah <laughs> so yeah, and I did, I did a change the setup once. I race every race with the same setup we changed we changed the stag and changing that service, but yeah, it was change it, and it 's good because you know. Um, you know, you can always get better but sometimes you get lost and you don't know what you should do it. Okay, should I run the setup from Engtan or from Mount Morris or right. from Freestone? And you don't really know which one's the best. And maybe one day you have a good race and maybe the suspension was not great, but you had a good race and then it says like, and seems like that's what happening with, with uh, Benji, um, I uh, know bike sometimes feels so off. So let's say, uh, what should go first? model, Yeah. Um, he he won. He won. I think. Uh, the bike looked horrible. Like he was insane. pain. Yeah. Like, so. Um,
2: yeah, he changed. Yeah, was, from, from what I hear, he changes a lot of things during the day, in the course of a day. He's, yeah, he tries he a lot of things.
1: And uh, you want to try other things that the. Uh, practice tracking, testing. Yeah. I think when you get the track, your mind should be 100% about riding, strategy, lines, all this bike setup. You know, if you start, like, monkeying and changing the shock in between models, mm-hmm. like, I would, like, um, I wouldn't like that. Like, what yeah. if the guy messes up and, you know, yeah. put the, put the, the rebound stack in, in, in Instead of the compression stack, you know, of shims, <laughs> you go in the, the first downhill you know, and you go like all oh, over the about, you know, like it's kind of yeah, like, yeah. Right. You, you know, taking some breath and because, but maybe they if they need to do uh, more testing or whatever. But right. it's tough because when you don't know, and then obviously the Apollo is, is uh, better this year. Um, and you can't really get to him like, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You know, only, like, a couple of times. Like, you always, maybe, maybe looking for something somewhere. Else. Right. But, um, but it's tough. Like, it's tough to change that up in this models.
2: Before we let okay. you go, um, you rode for France, your native country, a, a ton of times. You, you guys won the Motocross of Nations one year. Um, you've, like I said, you, you raced the event a lot. Lots of... Um, Lots of talk for the French team this year. Um, Marvin Musquin not on it. Gautier Paulin, I don't even know if he's going to be healthy for the Des Nations. He had a bad crash last GP. Um, what's your thoughts on leaving Musquin off the team? I mean, is this? Are you guys scared of USA and you're running away from Canada and USA, or what? What's going on with that, DV? I don't
1: know. Actually, I wrote a long column for French magazine about this. Uh huh. And, um, yeah, I don't understand really because (laughs) there's, there's Dixier, there's Dixier that's second in the championship and then Charlier that maybe fourth or something. Yeah. And they, they ride MX2 and they ride a, a a championship that's not that great. I don't know. The, the, it's under 23 years old. Um, they all ride good, but it's not the best riders there. Like, Mm -hmm. well, riders that, was supposed to be there, move up like Searle, like right, right? yeah, Searle, um, a lot of, a lot of yeah. dudes,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, they should be in there, you not know, like you know, 50 writers, and um, and they, co- they compare this to Marvin, you know, like right, right, right. I, I don't, I don't believe it's true. I think, um, I would say, you know. You know, Euros, you know, we are Euros, you know, we kinda like <laughs> really like one way, we like our way better and, and it's kinda like we've been like this for years. Yeah. I, I understand that the Euros says, Oh, Erlings is the best writer in the world and I respect the guy that say that. Yeah. I don't I don't think he is, but yeah, what if he is? Okay. Uh, I respect it. Do you really think like he's like ten times better than Thomas <laughs> or Roxanne? Right, right. He, it's maybe, like, around the same level,
2: yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and you have a baguette here that's, that rides with him when he's good and he's not good and he's
2: yeah.
1: healthy and everything. Uh, this year, he had some good rides. And Marvin had good rides. He'd been rocked in at, uh, at um, Marmorat, which right. looks like Touch and Tal a lot. Yep. Maybe the same track, the Rats and everything looks pretty similar. And um, so I don't know. Maybe they're blind. um, (laughs) I don't
2: know. Maybe they're blind.
1: (laughs) No, seriously, because the guy, the guy used to come every year for one one race and just to supervise and kind of like, yeah, see the French riders in the US in the US environment. Yeah, you see, you know, and in a So I think his mind was set for a long time. And Marvin, you know. I have a great motorcycle nation in Colorado. His bike, you know, like, yeah, the, he's, had, he's had some issues. The, yeah, the red light gate, Remember that red light? Remember, you don't remember that? Oh.
2: No, what was, what was that about?
1: Uh, in Colorado, at Lakewood, at oh. the nation, and he says his bike was the, the light was on, you know, like, and when the light is on, the bike has a problem, kind of like on the so I have you know, yeah. like, the life, is not good. Right, right, right. And uh, and then he did not do very good in France the year after that. And last year in Lomont he was, he
2: was not crashed. that good
1: yep. either.
2: Yep.
1: So, like, three years in a row, he hasn't really performed in this nation. So I think they were over him a little bit. Yep. But still, if you're over him, there's nobody better.
2: Yeah, he still right. got. it. Yeah, I mean, he's still clearly better in my mind, anyways.
1: So yeah, if, if you if you if you're Porto Denji or uh, <laughs> uh, what's it, uh, uh, Tomac? I don't know, yeah. Stuart right, or right. Tomac. You can get somebody that's good. You can take Gennard but Yeah, we don't we don't have that many choices in France. Yeah. So the guy the guy is telling me that. Six is better than Musken on the 250, and he's telling me that Charlie is better than Muskin on the 350
2: or 400. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. He,
1: I'm, I'm looking. At the, I'm the guy. I'm like, are you serious? Are you <laughs> are you serious?
2: Uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad to know uh, that Canada is not the only screwed up country when it comes to to nations. Uh, France is not. It's not bad. Not
1: uh. either. I'm telling you. All right, well, hey. And you know what? what? You know what? Talking about Marvin, this nation. I had my best, one of my best seasons in the U.S. in 2000. Mm-hmm. I won uh, maybe, I won four Supercrosses and two Nationals. And, you know, I was riding some of the races and with the Ricky, like we talked about in the last show. I was yep. riding with the Ricky and Washugo and a few other races. And the guy didn't pick me either. There you are.
2: Oh, yeah. So Okay, All right.
1: <laughs> so I'm like, I talked to Marvin. I'm like, dude, I'm a. Don't, I know, I know your feeling, you know. Like, I'm one of my best season, and at the end of the year, the guy calls me and says, "Ah, I
2: won, I won I six know. American races against McGrath and Carmichael, and I wasn't good enough." Yeah, right. so you know who it is, <laughs> Dave, David Vellman. Thank <laughs> it's, you. It's oh, what, same guy too. Yeah, same guy. Uh, thanks for coming on the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Uh, glad to uh, get your outlook on Unadilla and uh, and uh, Motocross Nations and all that, man. Thank you, I appreciate it.
1: Cool. No
2: worries. You're welcome. All right. See you. All right. That's uh, David Villeman, everybody. Former factory Yamaha, uh, Suzuki, MDK, Bud Racing, Cowie team. Uh, I'm probably missing one in there. Um, good guy about to talk about the, the different topics. So, um, hey, that's it. That's another hour of the uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Um, thanks, uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Fly Racing, the gear and helmet choice of Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, Weston Pike, Michael Byrne and a whole host of other top-level athletes, Fly Racing, distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports, available in 40-plus countries. Fly Racing 2014 gear available now. Go check it out at your local dealer. And uh, the show is presented by A10 Solutions, your one-stop source for the finest athlete performance products. They offer the proven performances of Rhino Power supplements, as well as Brat Bar, Roxen, Tomac, Reed, they all use uh, Rhino Power. Why don't you... Check them out and uh, use the code Mathis to get some free shipping. The number 8, 10solutions.com. All right, Tits, thank you once again for coming by. Yep. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, we are out, and we will see you next Thursday.